Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of I'm Not Fine. This week we are talking about body image and summer. Yeah, so we're still very much in that summer period. Which, we are, I'm um, loving it. You delight in it, I find it rather disturbing and uncomfortable but that's okay <laughs> um we learn from these things and I guess that's sort of what we're going to talk about today what we have learned over the years yeah. um in recovery um regarding how to get through this season and all the bikini body connotations that yes. are attached to it the diet culture that goes along with it yeah it's well just sometimes the uncomfortableness of summer yeah definitely um I guess that's a really good place to start. Like body image and the body itself changes in hot weather. Yeah. And your body holds onto fluid more. Certain parts of you may swell and that is completely normal. It's not a recovery thing. It's a human thing. Yeah. It's, it's having homeostasis inside of you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is, it is normal. It is very normal. It is natural, but it's also really hard to sit with. So hard to sit with, especially if you're doing the recovery thing. Yeah. And you might feel like out of control with your body or like it's changing all the time and you can't keep up with the changes mentally. Yes. And then that, of course, impacts how you mentally go about the rest of your day, the rest of your week. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it can really have a big influence. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, we as um two people who have been through recovery um in various states literally different states uh yeah and obviously different uh recovery states yes that is a important distinction yeah i think um i I don't know about you but uh, it's very different for me this summer than it was for last summer the summer before that last summer was such a struggle for me yeah and this summer yeah has been it hasn't been easy easy but it's been a lot better yeah I agree I still haven't um found myself in a bikini Um, (laughs) no me neither but I also have the um unfortunate propensity of becoming very sunburnt um just looking at the sun yes walking outside so a bikini feels a bit like getting secondary burns but enough about me in my very pale skin (laughs) um I guess in terms of hotter weather making it harder how so what are we talking about here i think the thing that actually shocked me the most maybe not shocked me the most but the thing that i found the hardest in recovering in being in a bigger body than i had been in and i specifically remember texting my mom about this because i was the first time it happened i was like what the hell is (laughs) sweat and chafing chafing yeah is the absolute worst just the worst worst thing about summer a horrible thing to have to deal with and something that I didn't have to deal with until I weight restored yeah and then that makes you feel like you've done something wrong oh yeah it was like definitely beforehand was the norm and now you're just like it's just all a bit strange yeah that's exactly what I felt but I hadn't done anything wrong and chafing is normal so normal so normal it happens to everybody yeah but it can really affect how you feel about your body and your self-worth because if you're walking somewhere you just every want to be able second, to walk. Every second you feel it. If you sit down and you're sweaty, you feel yeah. that too. It's hard. It's so hard to sit with and it's so hard to keep going about your day without thinking that, yeah, you've done something wrong or that yeah. you're too much or that it's not normal. Yeah, I think that's the issue, Summer, is that it is. it does more often than winter or those beautiful in-between stages of spring and um, autumn, it does sort of make you feel remember your body remember that you are you have a body and it 
draws awareness to areas of your body that you might not like. Yes. Oh. Because chafing only happens in areas that people often are really self-conscious about or hyper-aware about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I guess um, I, I just mentioned it briefly, but sweat. Yes. Sweat is also something intermingles with the whole chafing experience. Yes, doesn't help that at doesn't. all. And you were sort of saying before how it's it, you're sort of alluding to fluid shifts yeah. that happen within the body. Um, and I know for me sweat makes everything feel a bit, I don't know, bigger or just. Yeah, it's harder to sit with. You just. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it that just makes you feel like you've suddenly like swelled three times the size, but yeah. you haven't. Yeah, and I think there's a huge issue in, like, past representations of people and sizes that, you know, like sometimes it was seen as, you know, the bigger people who would get, like, because they were unfit, they'd get sweaty when they do activities, which is not the case. No, it's got more to do with your temperature regulation and the literal weather. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, yeah, I think there's always, again, in eating disorder communities this idea um, not when we are actually like, you know, delving into it, but there's this perception that eating disordered sufferers are always cold. Yes. And that if you're not cold, that means then you're, that you're not okay. Yeah. yeah. And that if you are in fact hot or sweating, yeah. then you've done something wrong. Yeah, which is insane. It's, yeah, and such it, a normal part of being a human. Definitely. And but it's, it's also, been so, sort of demonised. Yeah, and it's also for some people, um, I know I've experienced in the past year and a half, it's a normal part of recovery to it get is. really overheated. Yes. I thought it would go away. It hasn't yet. I'm holding <laughs> out hope for the next 20 years. But it's, I think we need to take away that um, perception that, you know, that like people of a certain illness or a certain weight will always feel Cold. cold, hot, all of that. Um, yeah. And I, spe- I think especially in summer, I know in the past I've been really uncomfortable with the idea of being hotter because of that connotation, which yeah, is entirely definitely. false. Entirely false. Um, yeah. What do you think when somebody talks about having a bikini body? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> is my natural reaction. Yes. Didn't even script that. Um <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's two definitions of a bikini body for one of a better word. One is what the ideal is, what people have. It's maybe not even a real body. It's like a fantasy almost. Yeah, I think it comes up every year, but there's no definite archetype for no it. but everyone just has this view in their mind of what you have to look like to be able to wear a bikini yeah but then the actual real definition of bikini body is any body that is in a bikini yeah and that's why people like that's why there are different sizes that exist yeah they don't just sell them in one size no. and yeah different bodies need different coverage in different areas it's a it's a hugely individual process which absolutely means it means that, that if it's anybody, individual, yeah. exactly, anybody can wear one. And there's so many factors, I think, behind it. Obviously, how comfortable you feel in your body yeah. help. Like that's a defining feature of whether you want to wear a bikini or not. But also, like you were saying with your pale skin, some people just don't want to wear them no. for sun protection and there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, quite honestly, some people, like me, don't, don't thoroughly enjoy going to the beach no and if you're not a beach person there's no need like 
I mean, you don't have to wear a bikini ever. No. It's not something that you need to work towards. It's great. It's great if you have it as a goal, but yeah. it doesn't define your recovery. No, it doesn't. And it doesn't define you as a person or, yeah. No, there, there are so many other ways to celebrate the body and be positive or even accepting of the body yeah. without getting into a bikini. If Absolutely. you don't like it, you don't have to do it. But we also, of course, want to... Um, reiterate that anybody can wear a bikini absolutely it doesn't really matter what you look like if you feel the desire to wear a bikini wear one yeah just you know be careful when you go into like heavy surf or something yes that, that, and of course that make shit sure you put say, on sunscreen oh my god yes please put so on much sunscreen. sunscreen mag please put on sunscreen Oops. <laughs> i got really really sunburnt a couple of weeks ago but that's it was important look it wasn't a hot day it was a surprise it was a surprise. But, yes, like this is your reminder to wear sunscreen yeah. everywhere if you're wearing a bikini. Yeah, or, like, if you're like me, if you just go out of the house, chuck some sunscreen on. I forget about that one too. Um, so, yeah, bikini bodies, there's not one type. Nah. And that's okay. And if it's something that you want to work towards in recovery, it's a great goal to have oh, yeah. in recovery, especially if you were comfortable in a bikini pre-eating disorder yeah it might be something that you really want to get back to yeah. or if you're someone that is lucky enough to live in queensland where there's real beaches sorry <laughs> <Melbourne>. <laughs> <Shame>. <laughs> um yeah and you're going to the beach and it just feels comfortable then like go yeah. for it i think that's a really good um sort of segue into some tips yes of how to go about this stuff because yeah, if, if you want to wear a bikini, it might not be feasible to just go out and wear one straight away. No, definitely not. I think, yeah, especially if you're coming from like maybe you're in inpatient treatment or something where there's rules around clothing and what you can wear and you've been wearing baggy clothes for so long or oh, if yeah. you've just been in recovery and or winter even and you've yeah. been wearing clothes that cover your body more it's definitely something to be worked up to. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend getting out of hospital, chucking on a bikini and going <laughs> out to the beach. No, I think that's a really good point. I think there's this, it's a spectrum, body there, image yes. works. And we've got on one side of the spectrum, on one end rather, we've got the whole body avoidance thing. Yes, and then which got, can be problematic in yeah. itself. And then we've got body checking, which can be problematic as too. problematic, yeah. Um, so I guess when we're talking about... Um, body image tips in summer we want to emphasize that yeah it can be a gradual process definitely and to do it in a way that's not going to exacerbate your distress um and hopefully do it with a member of your treatment team yes it's really important to for self-preservation it's really important to have good supports when doing exposure therapy whether it's your treatment team or a member of your family or a loved one but doing it alone is really, really hard. So hard and it can sometimes lead to like a step backwards on the whole, not recovery front, well, sometimes recovery front, but just the whole, if your goal is to wear a bikini, it can definitely, yeah, lead to a step backwards for that yeah. goal if you don't do it in the right way. Exactly. And it, yeah, it, it can have an effect in a wider sense too. You're not wrong. I think... Um, we have body image disturbances and yes. some are bigger than others and it really does depend on your own um, weaponry and your own reinforcements that you already have yeah. on how you go about addressing a disturbance. Yes, but I think you're right. It's more likely to be a body image disturbance if you don't 
do the gradual exposure. Yeah. I agree. On that note, what are some tips that you have, Emma? Ooh, okay. I, for a long time, was um, very passionate about clinic wear. Yes. Even when I wasn't in a um, facility, so in like a hospital or a psych ward or anything, I would still wear clothes that would be deemed appropriate in these places. It was very hard. Like you never saw Emma without a pair of culottes on. Culottes. Ever. Long skirts. And to be fair, I still do wear these things probably because they're in my wardrobe and I'm poor, but it's not a compulsion or it's not like if I wear a pair of jeans, it's not going to ruin my day. No. And you Um, do wear different shirts. Like they're not as baggy as they used to be. Yeah. So I think for me, um, sort of realizing that you don't have to wait until you feel great about your body to wear something different. It's almost harder. Because you're not going to feel differently about your body if you're not doing anything different. Exactly. And there's this um, idea that, yeah, you're going to one day wake up and feel completely comfortable and be able to wear those skinny jeans or whatever. Yeah, a pair of shorts or leggings or something. Yeah, but that didn't didn't work for me. And I don't think it works for many people. So I think for me um, having this idea of having the perfect body or – yeah, so I think the idea of having a perfect body is it's a myth. It's it never gonna it's it's never gonna happen. No. But what I found helpful is building a life around your body. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about it in the moment. Um which so sort looking of, more at the function rather than yeah, the appearance. Yeah, and sort of um doing activities that take you out of your body yeah. and you can connect those activities with good times with friends or memorable moments with family members or something like that. And that in turn took, takes away the emphasis of what you're wearing as such. Exactly. Um, So I found that really helpful. It was sort of shifting the focus from like, I must wear the outfit that's going to hide me or make me feel as small as possible. Yeah to I'm going to wear something that's appropriate for the weather because I get really hot. Yes, appropriate for the weather, appropriate for the setting. Yeah, appropriate for allowing me to do whatever I want to do. Like if I'm going to go for a walk along the Maribyrnong, I'm not going to wear like, you know, skinny jeans, skinny jeans or high exactly. heels. No. Yeah. So it's trying to be more um, not normal. Normal is not the right word, but trying to be a little bit more logical about yeah. what, am I, what am I doing in this outfit. Yeah. Um, what do I need to be able to do in the clothes that I'm wearing? Yeah. And it's liberating. It's liberating being able to go out in shorts. Absolutely. And I think also it, like you said, does take you out of your body a bit more. Like you're not going to be so hyper-focused on your clothes and how you look if you're comfortable doing the activity. Yeah. Like if, say, you went to a cocktail formal wedding and you were wearing a pair of denim shorts, you're going to be really self-conscious and hyper aware of what you're wearing, not because of the shorts, but because you look, you'll look out of place compared to the dress code. Yeah. And it doesn't really allow you to do the whole wedding experience. No, I think, I don't know whether you put it on our podcast Instagram the other day, but there was that quote saying that if you wear something that's not, fitting to your body you'll focus on your body all day absolutely it's like if you wear a pair of shoes that are two ties two sizes too small yeah you're going to be thinking about your feet all day because you're going to be so uncomfortable yeah 
So I guess to sum up this sort of um, advice or tip, um, sort of, yeah, finding clothes that suit the function of what you're doing yeah. Um, and don't make you feel so uncomfortable that you're hyper aware of your body all day because that's not going to help you build a connection to life. No, that's really important. What about on your end? How um, have you used things like exposure therapy or something like that for um, body image stuff in summer? Um, I think one of my key tips would be to know your limits and take it gradually. Like you're not going to jump straight into the deep end. If you set a goal of wanting to wear a bikini or even just a one piece, you don't go straight into wearing it. You start with wearing maybe a bikini with a rashy or board shorts over the top and then you slowly work your way up to it. And also knowing your limits in that if you're not having a great day, it's probably not the best day to challenge it. If you've had a challenging meal or something hasn't gone right with your meal plan or if you're just more anxious or depressed than usual, it's not the best day to challenge it. And it doesn't mean that you've failed or that you're never going to reach the goal. It just means that today's not your day and you can try again another day. And that's okay. You don't have to do everything all at once. No. And you're not time limited. Like, yes. Summer is limited as much as I would love it to be year round. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> but summer is time limited. But yeah. your goal's not. If you don't achieve it by the end of this summer, go to an indoor pool or something if you want to keep working towards yeah. it. Or you can always try again next summer. Like exactly. there's no time limit where if I didn't achieve it by the start of March, well, that's it for me. I'm yeah. done. And I think that part about not pushing yourself beyond the limit is really important because I know both of us have had. Um, the experience of almost self-sabotage mm-hmm. where you're yes. in a bad bad headspace that day and you're just like Fuck I'm gonna it. wear clothes that I haven't worn in six months yeah just to just for fun yes just to see what happens been even. there done that <laughs> multiple times or I'm gonna choose a particular suffer that really makes me distressed and I'm gonna yes, yes. if I'm already crying I might as well <laughs> cry some more <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful, um, extreme thinking. Yeah, so definitely know your limits. Stay within your limits is the other thing. It's one thing to know them. It's another (laughs) thing to stay within them. Which takes practice. Oh, absolutely. Even now sometimes I know when I've reached the edge of my limit and it still is 50-50 of whether I'm going to go for it or not. (laughs) Um, So it definitely takes practice. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm similar. It's um, a whole lot of awareness that comes from practice and knowing where your head's going and why it's a bad idea. Yes. Um, Excellent. How about, I guess this is not just for summer, but for all year round, what are some tips when it comes to chucking clothes out or trying on clothes that you don't know whether will fit or not? Which is always a really tough activity like you never wake up one morning and you're like I'm gonna try on these clothes and see if they fit because I really feel like making myself distressed today like it's not yeah I think my favorite favorite tip about this and something that helped me a lot because I've experienced trying I've experienced trying on clothes through all stages of weight restoration and 
sometimes clothes that fit me in one period don't fit me in another period and that's okay but my favorite tip for this is to do it with a support so either do it with a professional or right before you're going to see a professional something that I learned from a good friend at day program yes was try on the clothes before you have like a psychologist appointment or something. So then you can immediately go and debrief about it. You don't have to sit with the distress for too long. Because sometimes we can't lower that stress ourselves. No. Or it takes an extraordinarily long amount of time to do it. Yeah. So it's a great, yes, I do remember that tip too. It was a very, very good one. And I've used that once she told us that, I definitely used it because I had tried on clothes without having any supports. In fact, I used to do it. I don't don't know why, but I've done it multiple times on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> just to start the weekend well. Wow. Yeah, just start my <laughs> weekend really well. Um, so, yeah, while I was home alone, I would try on clothes. And then it would be nighttime, which yeah. was always a worse time for me at that point in my yeah. life. And going into the weekend with no supports. Yeah. It was rough. I don't know why it did it. And I don't know why I did it more than once. I think I think because sometimes our eating disorders work in sneaky ways. Yeah. And it knew that if I would try on clothes and then get really distressed, then I was more likely to listen to my eating disorder. Exactly. So you'll be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's a really good idea. In terms of some mantras that I've found helpful when trying on clothes that don't fit anymore sort of thinking about how, like it's a very big cliche about how the clothes are supposed to fit you, not the other way around. Yes, definitely. Um, it's a cliche for a reason. Exactly. It's, a, it's a necessary one to remember. And I think also remembering, not that there's anything wrong with weight gain, it's very, very important and essential, but remembering that your body can shift and change yeah. composition and it might, you know, it might not be weight gain. Like it's, yeah, your body can change shape without changing weight. Exactly. And bodies can also just, like, one day you might be incredibly bloated, the next day you might not. Like, exactly. there's no there's no certainty when it comes to no, our bodies. You don't and that's, suddenly reach a point and then your body's like, okay, I'm never changing again. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fluid for a reason. Um, so I think for me, trying on clothes has definitely had to come in a time that I was – not not ready for it, but more ready than I would yeah. have been. Um, Again, it's not an activity you should probably do fresh out of hospital. God, no, absolutely not. And I think it helped me having um, some space between leaving hospital, leaving treatment, yeah, um, and trying on old clothes. It's probably it is. Um, it's a fortunate position to be in just because I did have so much clinic wear that was (laughs) so very very baggy that it didn't um it it didn't put me in a position where I had outgrown all my clothes because um of the sizing but I think being able to take a pause yes and move away from the distress that is weight restoration and then go back to it when you can put into perspective of yes these clothes don't fit me anymore but look at what else does my life, fit me. Yeah, yeah, my life fits me better. Exactly. I am benefiting from this weight restoration. And on that point, yes, you've got to wait until you're at a stage where you're ready and it's not going to be as distressing. It's never going to be completely stress-free. But you also need to consider is having the clothes in my house yeah. 
causing me more distress that's important like is it at a point where it's worth it going causing myself maybe a little bit more distress yeah but the clothes will be out of my house yeah that's a very important point yes um because there's so much symbolism to that and the whole idea that you're holding on to clothes because one day you're going to fit back exactly which is not a healthy idea at all you shouldn't be changing yourself to fit into your clothes no um yeah that's a really good point i think it is once again a very personal decision yes um but to weigh up yeah to weigh up what is causing you more distress like would it it be beneficial to wait a few months um or do you need to get rid of it now exactly and also on that note something that (laughs) the bit that i found weirdly most more distressing maybe not more distressing but differently distressing yeah was that I didn't take them to charity immediately I drove around with those clothes in the back of my car (laughs) for a solid like three months yes and then they were just hanging over my head they were always there anytime I got in my car to go somewhere they were there and I had to be confronted by the fact that I had four bags of clothes that didn't fit me anymore but yeah, if you can't manage to take them to charity yourself, maybe you can find someone to do it for you. But yeah. I would recommend not driving them around for four months. Good pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try and get rid of them as soon as possible. Yeah. Obviously, sometimes it's going to be far too much to try them on in one day and then throw yeah. them out the same day. But it's not a great idea to keep hanging on to them once you've no. identified that they don't fit. Especially um, every eating disorder, of course, is different, but I know for a lot of people who do experience eating disorders, um, sick clothes is a thing. Yes. And it becomes almost a nostalgic It's like a trophy. Up. It is, yeah, of I could fit into these jeans or yeah. that top. Um, get rid of them. Yeah. Honestly. You don't need them around. No. I think um, no one's proud of that achievement. No. And, like, I, I – when I cleaned out my entire wardrobe at some point last year before moving, um, I, f- I found clothes from like when I was 11. Yeah. And what's the point? Like, exactly. I'm, I'm not 11. I'm not going to give those clothes to anyone else. No. Because I don't know many 11 year olds who want to wear like t- 2000. Yeah. Six clothes. Mid noughties clothes. No one's going to want that shit. No. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely some things that you just have to get out get them out definitely yeah um any other tips that you've got hmm um I guess on that point of getting rid of clothes get new clothes yes if you have if you have the means to yeah it's a great reason to buy new clothes clothes that you feel good in not clothes that you're working to fit in definitely and especially with summer if you need to like get clothes in a style that will help you go about your day so if you're not ready to wear a mini skirt get a maxi skirt exactly but i think also um you can use it as an opportunity if you do have um support systems who are willing to come with you yes it's shop so good shopping with someone yeah and even if if they're able to and they offer to pay don't feel guilty about that no because, because they're, they're happy that you're not fitting into your old clothes exactly. anymore. And it gives them a role. It gives, yeah, it gives them a tactile way that they're helping yeah. in your recovery. Which is so hard for um, carers and supports to get. Because Definitely. eating disorders are very isolating and secretive like that. Um, yeah, so that's probably the only other tip I'd say. Um, 
use it as an excuse to get new clothes. It's a great excuse for new clothes. New season, new style. Yeah. Find um, something, a new style for yourself. Yeah. And don't, like, if you throw out clothes from one size, don't go out and get more clothes in that no. size, please. Not recommended. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, just for like the last few minutes, I think we should talk a little bit about weight restoration and what it actually is. Yes, definitely. So for those of you who don't know, when you're suffering from any eating disorder and your body, you lose weight and your body gets to a point where it is no longer functional, healthy or happy, you need to restore that weight until you get to a point where your body, yeah, is functional and reaches homeostasis. Yes, exactly. Um, And I think there's a huge amount of ambiguity around this. And one of the most frustrating things about being in recovery is that there's no certain point that the doctor can point. that is the hardest thing. Yeah, your doctor will, like, you know, doctors do try to have a minimum. Yes. Because there is, you know, lots and lots of studies that show that there's a minimum BMI that is appropriate for health. Yes. But the issue is that, that might not be might not be where your body wants to exactly. sit. Exactly. It might not be your body's best point. And your doctor won't know what that is. Nobody knows what it is until your body reaches it and it suddenly you'll stop gaining weight. Yeah. You don't gain and gain forever. And really it is worth trusting your body to get to a point. It is. Because if you do keep trying to um, stifle it and you know, fit into those sick clothes and never throw out those clothes because you're going to fit into them again, you'll relapse. You definitely will. There's no there's no way of sitting at a weight that's not healthy for you. No, without undernourishing yourself. No. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good point to emphasize and we, we will probably emphasize it again in the yes, future. Yes, no doubt we'll touch on it again. Um, just as we have said in the past that BMI is bullshit, Um so, yeah, I think it's just something that we wanted to bring up because um, we talked a, about it a little bit. In this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that's very important. Yes. A very definitely. important part of recovery. Yes. And having said all that, please, please, please do not limit yourself to a clothing size. No. Because especially in Australia, clothing sizes are so arbitrary. Oh, absolutely. I know I have clothes in my cupboard that all fit me that are three or four sizes yeah it's crazy there's no regulation and also you don't know whether size x is where your body's going to be exactly um so as always don't don't limit yourself to a number no numbers numbers have no place with your bodies no and as long as you wear clothes that allow you to do everything you need to do in life that's the most important thing um regardless of season but definitely in summer because Body image can be a bit of a bitch during this time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's probably about it for yeah, today. It covers everything you wanted to say about summer and body image. Yeah. Like we, we are aware that it is um, indeed February and not uh, December or January <laughs> when it was like midsummer. But we thought um, with Melbourne, you know. You never know. Never know. Never know what you're going to get. Pretty unpredictable. We could have summer for the next few months. Yep. Um, but it's a discussion that will hopefully translate from year to year as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us today. 
Um, as always, if this brought up anything for you, head to I'm not fine.podcast on Instagram and you'll find links to Butterfly Foundation, Lifeline, EDV and EDQ. Yes. See you next time.